This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. Every Friday on the Happy Families podcast, we talk to you about our personal lives, the stuff we're doing right, the stuff we're not doing right, the things we're challenged by, and the things where we're having wins with our kids. It's called I'll Do Better Tomorrow. The whole idea is we want you to do better tomorrow as we try to do better tomorrow ourselves. I reckon, I reckon that today's I'll Do Better Tomorrow is just such a great way to start the year. We're actually starting with a hack that somebody sent us. I don't know who it was. The team sent it through. There was no name on it. But you know how kids fight over, it's my turn. No, it's my turn. I want to go first. Oh, how come he gets to choose the music? How come she always gets to choose what we're going to go and do? You know, that sort of I want to have a choice kind of thing. These parents have sent through a sibling argument, solving first dibs hack that is second to none. I love it. They said our two kids, when they were about six and eight, used to argue over who got first dibs, who picks a movie, who gets the last candy, etc. We tried getting them to do rock, paper, scissors or whatever to figure it out, but it always resulted in hurt feelings and fighting. So we put in play the first choice token. We wrote first choice in Sharpie on an old poker chip. The first choice token is held by one of the kids. If in any circumstance they don't want to compromise or leave it to chance, they can play the first choice token to basically get first dibs. Once played, the token goes to the other person. They can hold the first choice token for as long as they want, but once played, it's handed over. It solves so much fighting and has made a fun game out of it. The first choice token is usually only used if one of them really, really wants first dibs. I read that and my eyes lit up. What's your reaction? I'm thinking, how do we do that with six kids? <laughs> that, was, that was my only thought. Great, and you got two. really easy for two. <laughs> In our house, I actually think that first token might just get lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happens a lot in our house. I think that it works, though. You just start with the oldest and go to the youngest. And the thing is, we're down to three kids now, really. I mean, our third daughter's about to leave. She's going to be out of the house in a couple of weeks' time. I think we've got eight weeks to go until she's taking off and heading overseas. Are you counting? Well, in, in an excited way. Not in a, well, I'm excited on all levels. Anyway, first dibs token. I really love that. Uh, try it out. Let us know what you think. Maybe it'll work for you and your family as well. Kylie, before we dive into I'll Do Better Tomorrow, there is a news item that popped up in my newsfeed recently that I do want to share with you. This was reporting by Natasha Beta in The Australian, and she shared something that I think matters so much, especially off the back of what we talked about on yesterday's podcast, helping kids to be engaged in school and feel like life is, is good. Teenagers, she says, are truanting and dropping out of school at record rates as state and territory governments shortchange the public schools struggling with a growing number of disadvantaged students. One in four high school students and half of all Indigenous teenagers are failing to finish year 12. One in three primary school students and half of all high school students skipped a month of classes last year, according to new data. So Productivity Commission data shows that barely half 
of the 76,500 students who dropped out of school in 2022 had found full-time work or enrolled in further study or training a year later in 2023. Half the school dropouts were unemployed or they were working or studying part-time. Really scary stats when it comes to what's happening with kids and being engaged in school. I just felt like it was worth highlighting that because it it matters so much that we're helping our kids to be engaged in school and to be engaged in life. So that was uh, just sort of a, a bit of news that I wanted to bring into this conversation. Let's dive into I'll Do Better tomorrow. I'm going to kick it off because it kind of ties in with everything we've just talked about. Certainly engagement with life and worrying about first dibs. We've come up with a tradition in our home. The tradition is that when the kids turn 16, they get some special time with you and I, just them and us. And late last year, one of our kids turned 16 because of family circumstances and some tragedy, we were not able to take her away on the trip that we'd been planning. And so it got postponed until last weekend. But last weekend, we were able to do something really fun, really special with our fourth daughter, Annie. We took her on a trip. And on these trips, they get to select the destination so long as it's within a few hours of home. And you don't have to do it our way, by the way, but I love this idea. We, we have lots of conversations with them anyway, but at this 16th birthday trip, we talk about finances. We talk about romantic interests and intimacy. We talk about education and we talk about values and spiritual stuff. We have four big conversations over two or three days with a kid who is kind of on the precipice of adulthood, only a couple of years to go, grade 11. And so my I'll do better tomorrow, I guess, is maybe giving a bit of inspiration for parents who are thinking, how do I really get quality time with my kids? And how do I have the conversations that matter? Our kids know we're going away when you turn 16. You get to select the location within reason, and we've got to be able to afford it. And we're going to have these big conversations about important things. What really stood out to me with this trip, having now done it four times, is just the acknowledgement that we have gotten better at having these conversations more with our kids. First time round, we were kind of having those conversations for the first time in any real depth, whereas now sitting down with baby number four and having them, she kind of looked at us and she was like, okay. We've talked about we've this. We've talked about this. <laughs> yeah. I kind of know it all. <laughs> but, but, but we can't stop doing the trip because the little kids have seen their big sisters get it <laughs> and they all expect that they're going to go away when they're 16. So we still have the conversations and, and it's meaningful and more than anything, it helps the kids really feel, I guess, like they've got our full and undivided attention for the time that we're away. Well, did she Did she really a feel few, that? A few times she complained that she felt like she was <laughs> third wheeling because we were on a, like an extended date. That is true. Actually, she did this one annoying thing where we're walking along and we're holding hands and she'd keep on diving in between the two of us, like splitting us up and making sure that we couldn't hold hands so that she could hold both of our hands because she – didn't want to be a third wheel. That was that was both beautiful and incredibly annoying. It kind of reminded me of the week before our wedding and I had to kind of sneak out to find you so we could have a kiss or a cuddle because my mum didn't want us to spend too much time together. I really prefer it when our daughter is third wheeling than when your mum is third wheeling. Anyway, so that's what my I'll do better tomorrow is just taking the time to invest in your kids and show them that they matter by doing something a little bit special, creating the tradition and, and also – setting it up with a level of ceremony. There are some conversations we're going to have. This is a coming-of-age kind of experience. All of our kids, all four of them have had that experience now. And just this morning, before we stepped into the studio to record this episode of the podcast, 
our next daughter on the list. Daughter number five, Lily. I mean, she's only 13. She's still got two and a half years or so to go until she gets her 16th birthday trip. And she said, Dad, I just can't wait. I cannot wait. I'm like, you know, you've got to wait a while. She said, no, it's really, really close. (laughs) She started counting down. That's what tradition does. That's what ceremony does. I think that is really valuable. What's your old better tomorrow for this week? Mine actually is an experience that we had. So one of the things that I love about this trip is you take the girls on a date. Mm. This time I was the third wheel because I got to come along and be a spectator to something that I think was really profound. So all of our dates have been really different. I've taken a daughter kayaking as part of that special weekend away. Another daughter just wanted to go and have a special dinner with me. Uh, This one, this was (laughs) a little more extreme in terms of, being on a daddy-daughter date. And and you know what? It's so bizarre because this is probably our quietest kid. And that's where my learning took place. So Annie decided she wanted to go on the canyon swing. This is like a bungee jump, except you're seated, you're seated instead, instead of diving. Instead of diving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just sickening. Who, who and, does and, this? And this kid, she's our most anxious. She is constantly in her head with what ifs. And We didn't actually tell her we'd booked it. She told us it was what she wanted to do, but we didn't tell her until the morning of that she was going to do it. And I could see her anxiety increasing as we got closer and closer to it. And I thought, there is no way this kid is going to do this. There is literally no way. Um, I felt physically ill the entire time we were standing there waiting for everything to take place. So here's the context here. We're standing around about 100, 130 metres above a canyon floor. The river is flowing underneath. And the idea is you just sort of, I don't know, well, there's all sorts of ways that you can leave the safety of the the thing that we're standing on, but it's a 60-metre freefall. Takes a little under three seconds of pure freefall terror before the rope gently, I mean, very gently, extremely tame, in fact, uh, swings you out into the middle of the canyon and then swings you back and you get winched back up to the platform from which you had departed uh, a minute earlier. And Annie decided she literally picked what would be considered the most scariest way of doing it. She jumped. Running jump. She jumped. (laughs) Running jump. I was not prepared. So I didn't want to do this at all. But since I was doing it, I chose what they call the lucky dip. So there's this thing that you've got to pull, okay? Like there's a lever that's holding you connected to everything. And when you pull it, that's when it releases you and you fall. But the lucky dip, they put three different levers up there that you can pull. And basically you just pull one and you're either still hanging or you're suddenly falling. So that was my one. And I happened to pull the correct one first. So I just pulled and fell. But she's standing there and she's got to take a running leap, a running leap off a platform above a canyon, like a hundred and something metres terrifying. I, there's no way I could have done that one. And I could see, I was I was up on a viewing platform, so I couldn't hear what was going on. I could just see, and I could see the two workers on either side of her. She was as far back on the platform as you can be from the edge. <laughs> and I could see the two workers and they were bouncing, like they were trying to show her what she needed to do to get that forward momentum ready and go. They were there for a while, but I could see that she was smiling. And then all of a sudden, she just jumped. She literally did a running jump and went off the edge of a cliff. (laughs) And I won't lie, I cried. I absolutely cried. I lost it. In that moment, I was just so blown away with this kid. 
And it just made me think of the times where possibly I have a limiting belief of what they're capable of doing because of whatever it is, their fear or their age or their previous experience with things. And in what ways do I hinder their ability to live life to the very best of their capacity because of my anxiety and my concern? To see her do that was just awe-inspiring. I, I can't I can't put it into any other words. It was just amazing. And to see her come up at the other end, ready to do it again. She begged to do it again. I'm like, I'm not paying any more money. I have one very important question about this story. Did you burst into tears when I was falling off the platform? I was probably more anxious for you to so do you it. Didn't, you didn't cry for me. I did not cry you for cried you. cried for our baby girl. But yes. No, yeah, okay. <laughs> So, the Happy Families podcast is produced by Justin Rowland from Bridge Media. Craig Bruce is our executive producer. We really hope that we've given you some inspo for some ideas that can help you to build better traditions and relationships and live with more intention when it comes to raising your kids, making your family happier. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't checked out The Quest, it's our brand new Happy Families membership. It is designed to take you step by step, holding your hand as you tread the treacherous path of family life and do your best to help your family to flourish. We'd love for you to check out The Quest now at happyfamilies.com.au. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday as we talk about whether or not co-ed schools or single-sex schools are better for kids. Mm-hmm.